All right, uh, we are coming up on Lagba Omer in not such a long time from now. Lagba Omer is supposedly the art of Roshim Baruchai, and there's a lot of emphasis on Torah Sanistar around this time because it's believed that Roshim Baruchai is the author of the Zohar. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Zohar, uh, the authorship and the authenticity of the Zohar. How's that a halachic shaila? That doesn't sound like a Tamil halacha. That sounds like a Tamil Ashkafa. Well, I was once at a wedding, and the Masada Kedushin is very chashav Rosh Yeshiva, and the uh, and the uh, Rosh Yeshiva um, uh, had asked me if I was familiar with the other eight Kiddushin. I was called as one of the eight Kiddushin. I said, I don't really know him. He said, I'm a little nervous that he cannot serve as an eight Kiddushin because he doesn't believe in the Zohar. So uh, I said, I don't know anything about that. So the Rosh Yeshiva had said, okay, so me and you are going to be the eight Kiddushin. We'll just call the other guy up. And he Hidavka did not have the, the Chassan Bimiyachi, the eight, because the other eight apparently did not believe in the Zohar. So the question is, is it... Uh, does, is it mean he held it? He's not because Is it not because to not believe in the, to not believe in the authenticity and authorship of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai of the Zohar? So now it's a halacha question, right? Now what is the Zohar? So uh, Kabbalah, Kabbalah in general is an entire body of uh, esoteric wisdom. The Zohar is like the primary text of Kabbalah. It's uh, the main text of Kabbalah, and it's a commentary, primarily commentary on the Torah, written mostly in Aramaic, a little bit of Hebrew also, and uh, there are hundreds of books of Kabbalah that are written after the times of the Zohar that are all based on the Zohar. The Zohar is the basic text of Kabbalah. So the tradition is that it goes back to, to Rashbi and even precedes the Mishnah. However, a lot of people question whether that can actually be true. So again, it should be clear that the question about the Zohar are not questions about Kabbalah in general. Clearly Kabbalah has been around for a very, very long time and is part of Torah Shabal There's a Sefer Yitzira and a Sefer Abahir and clear references to Maisim Merkava being something that's uh, much deeper than something that most of us are able to uh, to study. So, uh, so the, the, the question is about the Zohar in particular. Rabbi Breitowitz pointed out that the question of the authorship of the Zohar is really much less important practically than people think it is. We certainly understand that the Zohar is an authoritative work. All of Kabbalah is based on these. Uh, all of Kabbalah that we have is based on the Zohar. So there's no real nafkamina whether Rabbi Shem wrote it or not. Either way, we hold of it. It's a uh, uh, it's a very, very important sefer, the most important sefer of Kabbalah. So it was, the, the thing is, so just to get into the history a little bit, it was not publicized until the 13th century, until the 1200s. Uh, no one had ever heard of it, and there was a Mukubal Rav Moshe de Leon, who uh, died in 1305, and he said that he had found it, that he found these manuscripts, and he started uh, uh, publishing it, publicizing it, um, and ever since that happened, there's been a debate whether either it was authored by Rav Moshe de Leon, and De Leon and his total reverse plagiarism that he wrote the whole thing and uh, and, and claimed as a way to sell it that it was uh, that it was written by Rosh Hashem or it's actually a complete product of Rashbi that Rosh Hashem wrote the whole thing which seems to be the position of the Ramchal and the Gra and the Arizal or like uh, the uh, some of the, uh, the others uh, believe that uh, that that uh, Rabbi Yaakov and others that the core is from Rabbi Shimon Baruchai or at least his Talmidim and then a lot of other parts were added on in later generations. It, most academics assume at least like Rabbi Yaakov Endin, or perhaps even like the Yemenites that the whole thing is a forgery. In uh, the Torah world, most assume like the Vilna Gon. So the uh, the uh, there are many different parts of the Zohar. There's the Hakdama. There's the Sifra Dutz. 
Mitzniusa, which the Graf felt is like the Mishnah for Kabbalah. There's the Tikkun Zohar, which has 70 essays on the opening words of Bereshis. There's the Raya Mehemna, which has various reasons for mitzvos and things like that. The Idrazutza, the Idrarabah, a lot of uh, which are discussions of Shem Bereshis had with the Talmudim. So different sections, and many of them are written in different styles and even different languages. So uh, the academic world, like we said, has clearly rejected the idea that it came from Rashbi. Um, uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Timin Ako was a Talmud of the Ramban. He tried to investigate and get to the bottom of it, but he was unable to, uh, to, to catch Rabbi Moshe de Leon in any sort of lie. Regardless of who wrote it, like we said, the teachings have been accepted by Gedolei Torah and Kabbalah. So it's certainly Kabbalistic truth in that sense, and part of the Torah that's transmitted from generation to generation. At a minimum, Rabbi Moshe de Leon is a Rishon. Uh, you can't ignore the fact that the Ramak and the Ramchal and the Valshemtov and the Balatanya and the Gra all viewed it as the text of Kabbalah. So again, I want to be very clear about that. So authorship is not as important as recognition that the content has been accepted as the authentic teachings. Now, the major critic of the uh, Rashbi... Um, authorship of the Zohar was Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden in found 280 problems with the idea that the Zohar is from Rabbi Shem Bar Yechai. Uh, he thought, that, and he ultimately comes to the conclusion that the Yisodos are based on teachings of Rabbi Shem Bar Yechai, the basic foundations of Zohar are from, are from his Talmidim, but there are many obvious additions that, uh, that came later. And the real authentic section that comes from his Talmidim is the Zohar Al HaTorah section, and the, that's the original authentic Zohar, and, uh, and and it was written by uh, people from the times of, uh, of the Talmud, or maybe earlier, students of uh, Rabbi Shem Ba'ichai, and then other parts like the Midrash Hanelim, and the Tikkun Zohar, and the Pikudin, and the Raya Ma'amna were written much by much later writers, including people who were forging and attempting to authenticate their own work by attributing the authorship to Rabbi Shem Ba'ichai. Chesam Sofer didn't say much about it, but they say that they have letters from the Chesam Sofer where he indicates that he agreed with uh, Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Now, to suggest that people forge parts of the Zohar doesn't have to mean that you're questioning the credibility of the Zohar. I mean, to suggest that, uh, ulti- that other things crept in later doesn't, doesn't mean that it's inauthentic. Meaning, for example, uh, no one questions the authenticity of the Talmud Bavli, but we know Rishonim told us that there are many parts of the Talmud Bavli that were written by Gaonim that, uh, that crept in later. But the Talmud Bavli still became what we learn. You learn Talmud Bavli, and that's a major part of our Masorah. And the same is true when it comes to the, uh, to the Zohar. However, there are segments of the Yemenite community that never accepted the authenticity of the Zohar whatsoever. They viewed it as a complete forgery and an erroneous book. They only accepted the Rambam and they ignored the Zohar. So what are some of the arguments for and against the, uh, the Zohar? So the arguments for Menachem Mendel Kasher published a major defense of the Zohar and uh, he writes that all the great Talmud uh, of that time believed that it was authentic and they quoted from it, even the rational quoted from it. Uh, furthermore, the style of the Zohar is completely different than the style of anything else that Rav Moshe Dilion wrote. He wrote things and it even, it even contradicts some of the things that he wrote. So it couldn't be that he's the one that, uh, that made it up. That made, and and, and he, he, never, he never overlaps. He never accidentally says one of his own ideas um, and, 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 uh, and, 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 and writes something from the Zohar as his own. 
So it's very unlikely that he wrote the entirety of the uh, of the Zohar. Now the arguments against uh, the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai being the author of the Zohar, Rabbi Yaakov Emden pointed out uh, that uh, many arguments against it, and we'll just mention a few. First of all, uh, the Zohar quotes Amoraim who lived after Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai. So that sort of, you know, gives it away. Um, there are also concepts that are referred to that didn't exist in the times of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai. Um, there are, uh, the, the, is a reference to Kol Nidre. Kol Nidre didn't exist until the 11th century. Uh, so it's not Shaykh that it was uh, written in the 2nd century. There's even a report in Sefer, this is not a convincing argument, but there's a report in the Sefer Yuchsin that he had heard from a lo- from locals that a renowned person once went to visit Moshe de Leon to see the, the uh, ancient documents that he had claimed to use to copy the Zohar. And Moshe de Leon kept on putting the person off and he later said that the documents uh, disappeared. I'm sorry, I don't have them anymore. And then after Moshe de Leon died, his wife admitted that they never existed and that he made up the whole thing. But uh, that's like uh, some the Sefer Yuchsin writing that I heard from someone who heard from someone that the locals used to say that this happens. So that's not really anything. That's not something that uh, that can be relied upon. Um, there's also reference to Trap and to Nakudos that are darshaned in the Zohar and those weren't uh, didn't exist, certainly the symbols as we know them, until later on. Uh, in some form they probably existed way earlier, but, uh, but at least the symbols as we know them, that's one of the, the arguments. So the question is, is it apicorsis? So if you reject the concept of Kabbalah, you probably are an apicorus, because it's certainly part of Torah Shabal Peh. In fact, it's the part that stayed Baal Peh for the longest. Uh, our question is about those who reject the authorship and the authenticity of the Zohar itself. So basically there are three ways of thinking about it. Some say that if you don't accept the Zohar as a holy book, you are an Apikores. The Lashem writes that the Ramak had already shown that, uh, that, that the Chachmas HaEmes has been revealed now that we have the Zohar, and he says, Kol mi hu yikra kofer ki hu kofer that uh, being covered in the Zohar's authenticity is being covered in a portion of Torah Shabal Peh. Once it's revealed to the Jewish people, none of the brilliant Chacham, including those who are philosophers, are uh, fully uh, rejected it, and therefore uh, we cannot uh, we, we, we cannot reject it in its Kfira. Others say that no, the opposite. The Zohar is Apikorsis. Rav Kapach was a great Yemenite Rav and was on the Beisdina El Yom. Now, when I say others, I mean a very tiny segment of Klal Yisrael. Rav Kapach was, uh, was a brilliant, brilliant Talmud Chacham. So he was a member of the Bezina Elyon in, uh, in Yerushalayim. He was a very, very chashva person. He's the way he translated the Rambam. We use his translations of the Rambam all the time. Uh, people thought that he should be puzzled to be a Dayan, though, because he didn't accept the authenticity of the Zohar, because that was his tradition from the part of Yemen, where he came from. So that group rejects uh, uh, that, that rejects it within Yemenite Jewry. is called the Dordea. Um, so, uh, so, so that's the second group. And then there's a third group, which I think is a lot of people that at the end of the day, we have it for almost a thousand years. It's been widely accepted. So, uh, so it's, uh, you, you, can't, uh, you shouldn't uh, deny that it's a major part of our Torah tradition. But uh, as Rabbi Breitowitz pointed out, when people say that if you don't believe in the Zohar, you're not Bikaris, it's probably not accurate. It's a mistake not to believe in the, uh, in the authenticity of the teachings of the Zohar, but not every mistake is Apikorsis. A lot of times people make mistakes, but it's not in, if the mistake is not in an Ikara Amuna, even if it's an innocent mistake in an Ikara Amuna, it would be Apikorsis, but if the mistake is not about an Ikara Amuna, then it would not be uh, Apikorsis. It would make you wrong, not a heretic. Uh, similar to 
those who believe, uh, Rabbi Breidowitz gives the, gives the example, similar to those who believe Mashiach can come back from the dead. Wrong, but not apicorsis, meaning uh, likely not apicorsis at least. So that's, uh, so not everything I asked Rav Shachter once, if a person is not apicorsis, if they don't believe in the authenticity of Rav Shumar Yechai writing the Zohar, he said, you're calling Rav Yaakov Emden an apicorsis, it's, it's not Shaykh, you can't, uh, you can't say such a thing. So, uh, so that's, uh, I think, uh, and he said the same thing about the Mashiach thing also, but uh, so let's uh, so so uh, so I think that uh, that that's 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 the uh, those are the basic approaches to this uh, to this topic. Okay.